Welcome to Wednesday Night at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Greatest needs. Here's what you're facing. I understand it's going through hard times. I understand things are hard. Here's what I want to encourage you to do. So that's what he's going to do at the beginning of this letter. That's pretty relevant for us today, isn't it? Have you noticed that people are getting at a place where they're kind of antsy? Had enough. Been this long enough. Tired of it. We get weary, don't we? So what do we do when problems come, when life brings its pressure to us? How do we handle that? So that's what he's going to address, and that's where we're going to begin. And he said, first of all, two things that we depend on God to provide for us. In the midst of going through all of this, God gives us two things. Paul mentions them in the first two verses. First Thessalonians, excuse me, Second Thessalonians, chapter one, verse one. It's letters from Paul, Silas, Timothy. We're writing to the church in Thessalonica, to you who belong to God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We're writing it to you. This is for you today. Verse two. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Two things. Now, grace and peace is a big term for Paul. In fact, he uses it, I believe, in every letter he writes, grace and peace are there. That's what he wants for people. That's what he wishes for them, prays for them to have. So, grace. Grace is that power to do whatever I've got to do. Remember, Paul had his thorn, and he was going through a difficult time. And it says he prayed for God to get rid of it, prayed three times, God, please take this away. And yet every time he got the same message back, my grace is sufficient for you. My power will be at work in your life. So sometimes in the midst of our difficulties and our struggles, we're, God, take this away. God, get me out of this. God, fix this. God, deal with this. And God wants to remind us, hold it here. I will give you the strength that you need to deal with what you're facing. Now, that's a great promise, that no matter where we find ourselves in life, God will give us the strength, the power, the grace to do what we need to do. But along with that, he gives us peace. So that in the midst of all of this, as you're going through the pressure, as you're facing the difficult time, God says, I want to give you peace. Not a peace the world tries to offer, but a peace that only he can give. So as I'm facing the pressures of life, as I'm dealing with the problems of life, I have to remind myself, just as Paul is reminding these people, he's saying to them, what? I want you to understand that I am praying and I believe God, our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, will give you grace and peace. Now, he gives it to us. You and I have to take it and receive it, don't we? It's there for the taking. If you want the strength you need to get through what you're going through, it's there. God offers it to you. If you want to have peace in the midst of your problem, it's there. God offers it to you. You and I many times don't avail ourselves of what's available from God. And so we have to remind ourselves as we're going through the hard times, the difficult, the pressures. Okay, God, I understand that as I'm facing this and dealing with this, you're going to give me the strength that I need to get through this 
And in the midst of it, I don't have to worry. I don't have to be afraid. I can have peace. That's good to know. And it's available every time, all the time. Then he reminds us that there's two areas that demand growth. That we do understand, don't we, that as we go through these times, and Paul's trying to remind these people, look, as you go through this, God will use this to help you grow. Notice what he says in verse 3. Dear brothers and sisters, we can't help but thank God for you because your faith is flourishing and your love for one another is growing. So as you're going through this, your faith should be in bloom and your love for people and the people around you and the people with you is growing. So faith. There's an old saying, I'm not even sure who said it, but I've heard it for years. It says this, a faith that cannot be tested cannot be trusted. To come to that place where we understand that God isn't tempting us but he is bringing us through some test. And you have to understand that faith oftentimes is like a muscle. You have to exercise it in order for it to grow. And tests are God's way of strengthening our faith. He says, I want your faith to be strong. We're gonna put it to the test. We're gonna help you grow in it. I want it to increase in your life. Now we understand that an easy life leads to a shallow faith. And so we come to that place where we recognize, you know what, all the great men and women of the Scripture, they were all tested. They all had to go through hard times. They all had to come through that. And what brought them through that? Their faith. God gave them the strength to handle it. He gave them His presence. He gave them a peace about it. And He gave them their faith to get them through that. Now, faith is, let me just remind you again, faith is made up of two things. Belief. I believe, according to Hebrews, what it says, there's a God and he rewards. I believe that God is faithful. I believe in God and everything he's promised. I believe in his word. I believe in what it says. I believe in everything about God that is there. I believe that. But James tells us that's just not enough. That belief then has to reveal itself through our behavior, the way I act, what I do. Is my behavior in line with what I say? I say I'm a person of faith. Does my behavior bring evidence to that fact? I am acting on what I believe. I believe God is going to take care of me as I go through difficult times. Will I act like it? Big question, isn't it? And so we have to understand that we have to believe and hold on to it and keep doing what is right. That's faith. God, you're going to give me the strength to get through this, the grace that I need. You're going to help me and in the midst of the peace. And what's going to get me through this, God, is I trust you in this. I believe you in this. And everything that I do and say and my thoughts are going to back that up. And so he says, your faith is flourishing. You're, you're doing it. Keep going. Don't get don't get tired. And he's going to address that in a moment. And then he says, your love is growing. Here's the one thing I've kind of learned about problems in my life and in, and in other people's lives. Problems tend to make you selfish. 
Why? Because you tend to look at your problems. You tend to look at inside of you. You tend to give your focus to it. And so whatever has your focus or your attention gets your energy. And so you narrow in on that, but then you forget about other people. And if you wait until you don't have any problems to love people, uh, you're going to be waiting a long time, aren't you? And so you and I come to that place that I'm saying, you know what, even in the midst of this and I'm going through this and everything else, God still wants me to love others and that my life should overflow to them. Love everybody. Now, here's what this makes us do. This makes us come to a place as we go through the difficulties that we don't try to do it all on our own. That we allow other people to come into our lives to help us, to support us, to encourage us, to walk with us. So many times what I find is people are going through problems. I don't, want, I don't want to tell anybody. I don't want anybody to know. I just want to go off by myself. I want to cry. I want to have my little party. And, uh, you know, I, I don't need anybody. Yes, you do. The Christian life is not meant to be lived all by yourself. You, it is meant to be lived in relationship. While I love God, God and me will do this. Well, do you know what? God wants to use other people to help you. And you can't push them away. You shouldn't push them aside. You have to be willing to receive them and love them. You give of yourself even in the midst of your hurt. And that's perhaps the hardest time in our life to give that away, isn't it? When I'm hurting, I hurt. The pain's great. I don't have time to love others. Yes, you do. And so Paul writes to these people and he says, look, God's going to get you through this. He's going to help you in this time. He'll give you what you need. And you don't have to be in turmoil about it. He'll be there to give you the peace that you need. Let your faith grow. Keep doing what is right. Keep believing and trusting God for everything that's going on. And reach out and love other people in the midst of your hurt and pain. Why? mentioned it before, but I may just say it again. Life is full of hurt and pain, isn't it? And so we never stop loving people. And ministry is giving when you don't feel like it. That's what we do. You keep loving. Jesus on a cross kept loving people, didn't he? Forgive them. Cared for them took care of his mother. So it, Paul writes to these people and says, look, your love's going. Keep, keep that love alive. Don't, don't let it die out. Don't get bitter. Don't get angry about what's happening to you. Don't pull inward. Don't withdraw. Keep giving of yourself. Keep trusting God. Keep loving others. Then, two traits that demonstrate hope that demonstrate hope. You see, what keeps you on the positive side in the midst of difficulty is this great word called hope. Hope is positive, isn't it? Faith is positive, isn't it? 
Look at verse 4. Here's what he says. We proudly tell God's other churches about your endurance and faithfulness in all the persecutions and hardships you're suffering. He says, I want you to be aware of something. Other people are watching you. And by the way, they are, aren't they? They always are. You can think you're withdrawing and not out of sight, but other people are watching. He says, your endurance, it's, it's there. And we tell others about how you endure and in your faithfulness in the midst of it all. So this word called endurance is one of those words that the Bible, especially in the New Testament, keeps pushing and pushing on us. And you just kind of wish it would go away. Because it says, if you're going to endure, what do you got to have? Patience. You can't get in a hurry. You have to be in it for the long haul. You can't set deadlines. I'll go for this long, and if it's any longer than this, I'm done. Endurance keeps going. Doesn't say there's an end. It just keeps going and going and going. I understand the problem works for me. It will help me. It will develop my faith. It will help me be able to love and care for others. It will give me God's presence in my life. I understand this. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to lose hope. Now, the enemy will come in and tell you that your circumstances are hopeless. He will come in and tell you you don't have what it takes to get through this. But Paul's already told them, His grace is sufficient for you. Have peace in the midst of it. Don't give up and don't quit. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 7. Great definition of love. Just a portion of it is this. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. I don't know if I was reading over Paul's shoulder and he'd write that, I'd want to slap him. What do you mean? Never, never, always endures every circumstance, all the time, never gives up, never quits, never loses faith, always keeps believing, always keeps on going, never stops, always has a positive outlook on how things are going to turn out. I don't know how everything's going to turn out. I just know God's going to be faithful and it's going to work together for my good. I've got hope in this. God's still working. I might not see it. I might not understand it. Everybody around me might tell me, oh, man, that's a hopeless case. I don't know what you're going to do. It might look like nothing's going to happen, but God is at work. Bible tells us something about the end times. Matthew chapter 24, verse 12. It says, sin will be rampant everywhere. The love of many will grow cold. People will stop loving as they should. They'll just take care of themselves. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. Endurance. You keep going. You don't stop. You don't give up. You don't lose hope. Hope helps you endure. Romans 5.3, we can rejoice too 
when we run into problems and trials. <laughs> that just kind of doesn't sound right, does it? For we know that they help us develop endurance. It's like the distance runner. The more you run, the more you can run. You develop the lung capacity to run farther, run longer, run faster. The more you practice, the more you run. Endurance develops strength of character. Character doesn't happen overnight. It's developed through the long haul. Character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Because of the character, because of my belief in Christ, because of my stand for him, because of my witness for him, it would develop that character in me which helps me have hope. Hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. So if we will endure through the problems of life, we will build character in our lives and we will have hope. So in the midst of that, understand God's at work. Keep going. Don't get weary in well-doing. Keep being faithful. And that's the next thing he says, faithfulness. He talks about that. He says, I tell them of your endurance and your faithfulness in the midst of all the persecutions through everything that's going on. You are staying true to what you say you believe. You are being faithful in your service to God. You are being obedient to him. And through our faithfulness, it encourages others. Well, if you can do it, maybe I can do it. Well, I see you going through this and this hard time and everything. Because here's the thing. Your neighbors aren't looking for help from someone who has everything perfect. Because they don't. What they're looking for is someone, and here's what we say. You know, someone will come up and try to encourage us and we'll say, Oh, you don't understand. You've never been through this. But suddenly when somebody's gone through it, it takes a whole different perspective to us, doesn't it? It shouldn't, but it does. Oh, you understand, you know. Keep being faithful. People will recognize it and see it. And it'll be an encouragement to them as you go through all of this in life. Second Peter 1.5 In view of all of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises respond to what God has said. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge. Keep going. Keep pushing forward. Keep being faithful. And knowledge with self-control. And self-control with patient endurance. And patient endurance with godliness. And godliness with brotherly affection or love. And brotherly affection with love for everyone, not just the ones close, the brothers, everyone else as well. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I just, I wish I knew more about God. God say, okay, I'll help you do that. I'll put you through some problems. I'll let life bring pressure to you. You'll learn about me real fast. 
And Paul writes here, and, and Peter writes that there, said, you know what? Make every effort. You keep responding to what God's doing because this will build this, and this will build this, and this will build this. And there's just this domino effect that keeps going on and on and on in a positive manner. And you will become productive, and you will be a witness for God, and you'll grow in who he is and what he is. And the more you know him, the easier it is to trust him, isn't it? The more you trust him, the more you'll endure. The more you do that, the more peace you'll have. And so it all kind of works together and blends together so that you and I, in the midst of life and in the midst of what we go through, grow up, become mature. We endure. We don't give up. We don't lose hope. We keep being faithful. Faithful to God. Faithful to what he wants. Faithful to his calling. And then, two ways that God will display his purpose. You see, there's a purpose as you go through all of this. There's a reason behind it. You can count on God to do some things. Verse 5, God will use this persecution. Nothing in life that you go through ever gets wasted. God will use this persecution to show his justice and to make you worthy of his kingdom for which you're suffering. Two things, justice. You know, if there's one thing we all kind of want, we want justice. Kind of look at it this way. I want people to get what they deserve. I want God to bring justice to the world. I want judgment One day, God is going to judge, and he will be fair and right when he does it. And so as I keep going on in the midst of the struggle, it will show that God will be just in how he does things and what he does. Philippians 1.27, above all, you must live as citizens of heaven conducting yourself in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then, whether I come to see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you're standing together with one spirit, one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. Together, 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 right? That love, that bond that we all have, that you'll keep going on. Don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them. They're going to be destroyed. But you are going to be saved even by God himself. For you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. You see, justice also involves, it is just that you and I are forgiven because of what Jesus Christ has done. There's a positive side to justice. And so Paul writes to these folks, and he says, look, there's going to be justice. Don't look at what's going on and try to think, well, this isn't fair, and I'm going through this, and they seem to have everything right, and, you know, I'm serving God, and they're not, and yet they seem to get along better than I do. God's going to take care of things. Don't let the enemy distract you by getting taken away by comparing yourself with others and the unfairness that you feel you're under. God will bring everything out in the end. Put it in his hands and take your hands off of it. Keep being faithful. Keep doing what's right. 
And then he says, it'll make you worthy. It'll make you worthy. You see, when we go through the hard times, too many times what we think is God is angry at us. Too many times we think the other side's winning. That's wrong. And if we trust God through our tests, through our trials, it means we have passed the test. And one day, God will say to us, well done. Well done. And so suffering many times points out the fact that in this evidence of us being worthy of God's kingdom. Now, sometimes the problems in life that we have are our own doing, right? We bring them on ourselves. But sometimes they're of our own doing because we're doing what's right. And we're being faithful to God. And if we do that, God will help us. And in the midst of all of that, we grow in faith, we grow in hope, we grow in love. And God intends the difficulties that you go through to work for you, not against you. God intends to work positive out of them, not negative. You've got to keep enduring because it's going to seem like sometimes you've lost. It's going to seem like sometimes God failed, but he's not done yet. You keep being faithful because it is our faith that saves us and gets us through. 2 Timothy 2.10. I'm writing to endure anything. I'm willing to endure anything if it will bring salvation and eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those God has chosen. Wow, that's a big statement, isn't it? I'll go through whatever happens if it'll bring salvation and eternal life eternal glory in Christ Jesus. Verse 11, this is a trustworthy saying, if we die with him, we'll also live with him. If we endure hardship, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he'll deny us. But if we're unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. God will not change. God will consistently be who he says he is and do what he's promised to do. You can count on it. It's his character. It's his nature. And so if we endure, we'll reign. If we keep going through, one day justice will come and we'll be justified. We'll be at a place where he has made us worthy because of our faithfulness to him. James chapter 1, last verse, verse 12. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. That's a great promise. It's a great promise. So Paul writes to these people who are undergoing some difficult times, heavy persecution, going through suffering. Life is hard for them right now. And he's writing back to encourage them. And he gives them, here, here's what you have to hold on to in the midst of all of this. And the same thing he wrote to them, he could also write to us, couldn't he? Look, in the midst of all of this, hold on to this. So as you go back through that list, are there some things there that you need to maybe 
make application into your life and make some adjustment. Maybe you've kind of lost some peace and you recognize, you know what, God has that for me. I need to be, have peace in the midst of this. I'm not Pollyanna. I'm not pretending it's not there, but God's peace is, God's going to take care of me. He's going to help me. He's going to be with me. So if there's something there, would you just take a moment as I conclude in prayer and just, God, here I am, help me with this as I deal with the issues that life's bringing my way tonight. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you tonight for your word and for your faithfulness to us. No matter what we do, you will stay the same. And it will always be available to us. And so, Lord, tonight would you help us in the midst of life, in the midst of a fallen world where the enemy is doing everything he can to kill, steal, and destroy. You still came so that we could have life to the full. You will be faithful. We can trust you. Help us to endure, to become stronger in you, to allow our faith to grow, to draw from your strength and your peace that you offer to us, to keep hope alive in the midst of it all, knowing that one day we will be with you forever and it will be worth it all when that happens. Thank you for the hope and the promise you give to us. We go to live in that. In thy name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Thank you for joining us for tonight's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. We also gather on Sunday mornings at 815 and 1045 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next time for Wednesday night at Faith Assembly. Faith Assembly's Wednesday night is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.